Well, apparently, yesterday was Buddha's birthday. And so some friends of mine who've had a Buddhamus party for years and years and years had their, had their party uh, yesterday, and I went to it. Finally, I had never been. I've known these people more than 20 years, and they've invited me every year, and yesterday I got to go. And it was in Texas, and on my way driving back from Texas at night, when you cross into Louisiana, one of the first things you see is a billboard that says, Discover Nature at Exits. 44, 47, and 49. I just think that's kind of strange. <laughs> I mean, first of all, do exits 49, 40, I mean, 44, 47, and 49 actually have some kind of monopoly on nature that the other exits don't have? Um, or, and, and, what is this? What is it that we do if we discover nature? I mean, dis meaning apart, asunder, away, utterly, reversal, negation, lack. I mean, dis has all these things. But so even if we say away with the cover, since when is nature covered up? I mean, you know, it's always been there open and vulnerable and awake for us to notice. And most of the time, it does a lot to try to get our attention. (laughs) But, you know, ancient people knew a whole lot more about her ways and the rhythms than we do anymore. I mean, ancient peoples, since Dick Clark has passed on, there won't be any more New Year's. So the Mayans must have really had it going on, huh? (laughs) But when we were young, when we were younger... We saw ourselves as at the absolute center of everything, right? I mean, there was no world that wasn't about us. And if we're fortunate, we mature a little past that. Our culture, our civilization moved from what seems to have been, I, was, I don't remember exactly, though I'm, Pretty sure I was probably around. (laughs) Uh, um, Seems to have been a more integrated dance with nature into a place where we started thinking we were the middle of the world. You know, first with layers, stuff that was higher, stuff that was lower, and we were in the middle of that. And then when we figured out the earth was round, the, the universe revolved around us. And we've become a little more humble as we see things, but still, it's very tempting for each of us to think, you know, we're the center of the universe. And if not individually, at least collectively we are, right? But 
we know better. Being born out of the same ocean, our cycles and seasons are more reflective of one another than we might realize or stop to realize. And still, when we think of the interdependent web, if I say that line to you, don't we kind of have the inclination to think of ourselves as the spider in the middle, you know, and all of the strings go out from us? I mean, it's an easy image to call up, but the truth of the matter is that the center of the web is everywhere. Every single piece of nature has its own center of the web. There's an experience that I had, have had a number of times, and you know, we can, you can call me psychotic if you want to, but I can look sometimes, say, at a bird sitting in a tree, and around it, things come into the shape of something web-like. Kind of like stained glasses or, or stained glass laid out with that object at the center and everything else growing from it. And initially my thought was, now see, that creature has found its place in the web. It's living in harmony. Whether it was a bird or a butterfly or a child or a cricket or a, a slug. And then one day it occurred to me that we're all in the perfect center of our own web. But there are things that we do that keep us from seeing it and experiencing it and being able to interact with it as fluidly. You think? Maybe? What I've titled today's message is The Web of Roots. And have you, if you cut through deep sod or a real good thick carpet, whether it's monkey grass or uh, St. Augustine or, or uh, I think with enough of it, crabgrass does the same thing. Um, but you, you, you can see on a cross section all of these roots tangled into this mesh, this web-ish thing that if you pull one out, you're going to break part of it because they're all so intertwined. They all somehow end up feeding from the same place. We all end up feeding from the same things. Our roots, no matter how individual we might feel, are just that tightly intertwined. And with the center of the universe everywhere, the, 
there's so many things that can damage the roots. And then there are things that can move back in and heal those root systems, right? The web of those creatures, the roots of the grass, the web of existence that is a part of them in the mystery of life is a part of us. There's a reading in our hymnals by Norman Cousins that says, I am a single cell in a body of four billion cells. The body is humankind. I am a single cell. My needs are individual, but they are not unique. I am interlocked with other human beings in the consequences of our actions, thoughts, and feelings. End quote. We are cells. We are cells of an organism, and each cell plays a part. Each is precious, though there are others, some quite a bit like us. Each contributes according to being in its right place and to some degree reflecting the health of the cell. Recognizing that we are inseparable, that our lives have meaning because we serve something greater than ourselves. We back off a little distance, and I've talked about this before, I think. Um, Back off a little distance, and you see cars on the freeway looking like, at night, looking like red and white corpuscles, you know, shooting through blood plant, uh, vessels and veins and capillaries and because the red lights go one direction and the whites another I don't know what this says about the body but the the earth body that our blood stays so <laughs> but if we back off a little farther the atmosphere becomes this transparent Epidermis, right? It's a little more permeable than the ones we're used to, but it's the it's the layer that contains this biosphere. And then, if we move back, our Earth can just be an atom in some greater molecule. Our universe could be a cell. I love the the images that come up in 2001, you know, where you're getting in smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller, and then all of a sudden it's a baby. You know, and the baby is what the universe has grown into. It, it's wonderful imagery. But how grass grows, you know, that's us. We're tangled up just like that. How those creatures appeared to be in their own web, that's us. We're just like that. 
And all of these lessons of nature that we consider and discover, maybe again and again and again and again and again and again, point us back toward the spiritual reality that divisions and distinctions that we grow up learning about are illusions. We spend all of this time learning to differentiate ourselves. And then the spiritual walk takes us backwards. Because we have to learn again, we're not separate. And as God is guiding the universe, we are co-creators. We are guiding the universe. We are, we are co-creating our lives. We are co-creating the life of the planet. We are part of it. Just like a cell in a body. Is the cell separate from the body? I mean, is the body anything without the cells? The center of the web is everywhere. This indivisible web of roots is our only home in this life. This is sacred ground. Our lives are each integral to the health of the web and the whole. The earth needs us. And we need the earth. And we need one another. And you know what? We have each other. If I can't look in every eye here and see myself, I don't know me yet, much less the world. If we can find the courage to open our minds and live into the unity, which is truth, we will find ourselves compelled to care about all that is around us and all of those who are around us. <clears throat> 